Hello everyone, you're listening to Skip Intro. This is Ayman Rashad and in the studio with me is Ian McNally and Julian Yap. And today we're going to do another edition of Movie Snacks where we bring you the latest news in the world of movies and entertainment. So, let's start with this quite an interesting uh, news story that we found in The Hollywood Reporter because mm. it's been reported that um, James Dean, the cultural icon who was last seen like in the 50s, will now return for a movie called Finding Jack, which is about um, war dogs during the Second World War. And he is actually going to play a secondary lead role. So is, <laughs> do you guys think this is a good idea Every, or what? Everything about this story is wrong. <laughs> Every time you read further and further down this article, it just gets a little bit worse. You can't imagine that this is real, but this is what we're going through right now. Yeah, uh, I, I wish I remember who I first saw tweeting this story, but they said, "This check out this article, it's made of cringe. <laughs> and it does get worse. I mean, the, the, the quotes these guys come up with, it's Anton Ernst and Tati Golik, I think their name is, and it's... Uh, Nobody. This is coming out of nowhere. I mean, this is one thing if you're going to do, like, we're going to get Will Smith and we're going to clone him. Mm -hmm. This is a completely different thing where we're going to dig up some... We're literally going to dig up someone to put them in our movie. That in no way, shape, or form sounds like it deserves it. They said, we searched high and low for the perfect character to portray the role of Rogan, which is some extreme complex character acts. And after months of research, we decided on James Dean. It's like... I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's not true at all. They, yeah. were, they just wanted to bring back James Dean. Yeah. It, I mean, this sounds like a technology company bros who want to try out some tech, maybe. This leaves such a weird, bad taste in my mouth. I mean, I know that we had Carrie Fisher and... Um, the one in Star Wars. Uh, in, the Star, in The Force Awakens one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Grand, you know, uh, Peter Cushing looks Peter like Cushing. a desiccated husk kind of at the, that time of the original Star Wars. But he Wars. wasn't a secondary lead character. <laughs> no, and, and that, I think Grand Moff Tarkin worked in Rogue One, but yeah. um, it wasn't The Force Awakens, excuse me. Uh, but the Carrie Fisher synthespian was like, the moment you saw that was like, let Vader in, he needs to kill that. <laughs> like, it was so, it just didn't work mm-hmm. I think they've done something I think it's acceptable when it's someone like you know in the Marvel movies the one that stuck in my head because I was not expecting it at all was the younger version of Michael Douglas in Ant-Man because you're watching an Ant-Man yeah. movie and you're like well whoa it's Michael Douglas it's, what, it's what year is Michael it Douglas. what year is this and it worked really well on that and it's the same actor playing himself and I think that's the kind of line that needs to be drawn. Yeah. And it does say that the family have given their consent and their blessing for the filmmakers to go ahead with this. But it's also, in the past, we have seen, I think 2013, we saw a, a Galaxy chocolate commercial where the family of Audrey Hepburn mm-hmm. gave um, an advertising agency the um, you know, the go-ahead. The likeness rights. The likeness rights to make an ad with Audrey Hepburn's likeness. And it was an Audrey Hepburn fully CGI'd, um, looking very Roman holiday, eating chocolate. And I think the response to that was, how disrespectful is this, that you're bringing yeah. someone back for a commercial? And I don't know. It feels like everything could go wrong. Also, Dane DeHaan did a film where he portrayed James Dean very recently. Yeah. So he's he's still going. And he still looks like James Dean a little but bit. But he doesn't bring the characteristics that James Dean, oh, James Dean can Neither like will this zombie <laughs> robot nightmare. <laughs> I mean, the reaction from Hollywood has been pretty awful, especially some of the... 
there was a, another quote that's just like this opens up a whole new opportunity for many of our clients who are no longer with us <laughs> wow. which is like wow you are a Hollywood agent yeah. this, is the, he, this, is, this is the guy who represents the Dean's family there's a list of, uh, list of uh, the clients that they're thinking of as well uh, Burt Reynolds Christopher Reeve uh, Ingrid Bergman Neil Armstrong <laughs> Betty Davis but <laughs> uh, something that like Robin Williams apparently was a visionary in this area as well I mean he was in that movie I can't remember what it was called it wasn't called Splice but it was the guy who had to He ed- at the end when you died he edited your memories into a kind of a clip reel to show at your funeral okay it was a kind of little indie movie one of those kind of creepy ones he did when he was getting mm-hmm. older and uh, his daughter Zelda Williams has said I talked to friends for years and no one ever believed me that the industry would stoop this low once the tech got better her father restricted exploitation of his image for 25 years following his death in law hmm. that's like that's far, far forward thinking mm-hmm. um, Knives Out actor Chris Evans wrote this is awful Maybe we can get a computer to paint us a new Picasso or write a couple of new John, Lon- John Lennon's tunes. The complete lack of understanding is shameful. And Elijah Wood, you know, eloquent as ever, just said, nope, this shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, it, I, maybe it's going to be not as terrible as it seems, but I don't see how this could not be a garbage fire. Now, there is like, um, what do you call the thing where a crime, you can't commit it after a while? There's like a, the, a statute, statute of limitations. limitations. I do think there's a statute of limitations on these things. When I remember hearing other movies doing this years ago, one of the things was always the idea of putting Humphrey Bogart in car ads or something like that. I think that is completely... It should be off the cards. Mm. Like it, there should be like finishing an actor's performance in a work where they died sadly during the making of it. I mean, even... Even back then, I could never see the joins in The Crow in whatever way they did his face. They did Brandon Lee's face for when he passed away during that movie. Doing that kind of thing, having an actor play two versions of himself or, you know, with his consent. But if you've passed away, Hmm. just don't do it. It's creepy. So in other news, there's also it's also been reported that Colin Farrell is in talks to play the Penguin in The Batman. This is after the movie secured other quite... Really good actors, actually. Uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler, uh, Zoe Kravitz as the uh, Catwoman, and of course Robert Pattinson as the Batman himself. Yeah, this this movie is real and is is happening. Every single decision that comes out of this makes me even more excited. Yeah, mm. I, I I saw at the end of the story it also said that Pattinson has been spotted training in jujitsu, which just sounds oh. cool. <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah, I mean Paul Dano as the Riddler. I we were talking off air about Paul Dano and just the choices he makes in things. Mm -hmm. And we've no idea what Matt Reeves is going to do. He has said he wants to do a personal story about The Dark Knight and do it in a detective noir film. I would deeply love to see a Batman movie where he does, like, Batman appears in a series of comics called Detective Comics. Mm. He very rarely does much detecting. Because he's supposed to be, like, the world's greatest detective. Exactly. And I would like like to see that element of it. I don't know what that means for the villains. Like, do you, how do you do a more grounded The Riddler? Mm. Especially yeah. with Paul Dano. <laughs> Paul Dano's great in like the way that he can make you feel really unsettled in a very normal setting, mm-hmm. or you can amp it up all the way and you can feel really unsettled and he's going to kill you. Yeah. So I mean, it, it kind of works. I'm super excited for Zoe Kravitz. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she. It's it's good to get to see her get to do something rather than mope around the house as she's been doing in Big Little Lies for all like a whole time, season yeah. or two seasons. Because there, you know, she is the perfect actress to kind of bring that weird threatening suave and mm. the in the way that she walks and speaks that she's kind of perfect for the role i remember when the news came out about this about two weeks ago there was uproar about it but like we've it was uproar but it was the whiny baby's uproar we've had eartha kit eartha kit was an incredible catwoman yeah. so 
And uh, the other thing was that with Jeffrey Wright playing Commissioner Gordon, it means that uh, at least if they do a Batgirl, eventually she will be a mixed race as well. Yeah. So mm. that works fine. And apparently Andy Serkis is also uh, reported to be in talks to play Alfred Pennyworth. Which Batman brings a Butler. different energy. I can't remember the actor's first name. Like something Goff. He was like the butler in, I think, the Tim Burton movies. And he carried through into some of the other ones. He passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was that older retiring gent. I know mm-hmm. Andy Serkis is the man of a thousand faces. Half of those are CGI. But... But I don't, it's going to be a very different energy to it. I mean, Pattinson's already, I mean, he's still quite young. Yeah, but I think if we're going to pair him with Pattinson, I would prefer if it was an Andy Serkis instead of a Michael Caine. Mm. So Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know, it it feels like a weird chaotic energy is happening in this cast. Mm. The possibilities are so great. And I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I mean, the Penguins is sometimes a more rotund rotund character, but not always. I mean, the Danny DeVito character was almost like a little ball in Mm -hmm. uh, Batman Returns. But, you know, they could just give him a slightly pointy nose and, you know, that could be it. I mean, Colin Farrell's kind of, he can be great. Yeah. When he's either given rain or reined in, I we still wish I still wish that he was playing Grindelwald in the Fantastic Beasts movies. Yeah. And if you haven't seen him in Daredevil with Ben Affleck, it's a mood. You should check that out. <laughs> it's just the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. But uh, super looking forward to this. So we've been talking about some latest uh, casting news. Uh, one controversially, James Dean being brought back to star as a se- lead secondary role, and also some pretty. Impressive casting news uh, in relation to The Batman, the new Matt Reeves film. So let us know what are your thoughts about these news, uh, about James Dean or even the various uh, casting decisions that have been made about The Batman. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899, tweet us at SkipIntroMY or write us at movies at bfm.my. And coming up, uh, we're going to continue our conversation on Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. Hello everyone, you're back with us on Skip Intro. This is Ayman, Ian and Julian. And earlier we talked about some casting decisions uh, relating to James Dean and also the Batman movie. And just to continue that superhero theme that that, that we're going on, um, it's also been reported that they're going to include the Japanese Spider-Man in Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse 2. This is uh, based on a sort of a promise by Phil Lord that if the the first movie (laughs) reached a certain threshold, they would uh, put in the the Japanese Spider-Man character. Yeah, so if you don't know who Japanese Spider-Man is, he originates from a 1978 TV show uh, which is produced by the toy company who makes bloody everything entertainment in Japan that we ever hear Mm -hmm. about and it's a little different from the normal Spider-Man stories in that it follows Takuya Yamashiro who is a motorcycle racer who discovers a crashed UFO with the last remnants of the last remaining survivor of the planet Spider yes are there maybe spiders there (laughs) who gives the young uh, Yamashiro a bracelet that turns him into Spider-Man and allows him to control a large robot you know what, that, that sounds a bit like um, Ryan Reynolds' uh, Green Lantern. He finds oh, a, a spaceship. Kind of, yeah. but I think it's more the, it's, it was a Kamen Rider show. He just happened to be <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, I hopefully, I also have, there was, a, there was a live action US show, Spider-Man as well, where it was like an awful lot of him being very clearly hoisted up walls while moving his hands in front of it to make it look like he was sprinting up the side of the building. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... The way they treated everyone in the first Into the Spider-Verse, it would be cool to see them, like, this guy is going to be overemphasizing his hands all the time and moving like he's doing <laughs> Kung Fu. 
the I, I don't know if they're going to get the American guy in there, but if it was, if he was actually climbing walls by being at least three feet away from them, that'd be also great. And with the animation they had in the first series, yeah. oh. they could do so much. Yeah. And also, this is um, it's slated for 2022. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we do have some time, and I'm happy that they're going to take the time to make it as beautiful and as rich as the first one was. And, and I'm hoping Oscar yeah. Isaac is back for more than just the cameo. <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> very, exactly that. A great post-credits cameo, but still it's like he was playing a character that, if you haven't seen this movie, you should see this movie. He's playing a character that is beloved from the comics. It's like an offshoot Spider-Man that like, some people, it's Marmite. Some people love it, some people hate it. When you see him, you think, oh wow, this is going to kick off the next thing. And <laughs> it's like, oh no, wait, they're just using him for a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a new trailer called Wendy that's come up. Want to fly? We can fly. Really fly? Fly! And this is a movie directed by Ben Zeitlin, who directed Beasts of the Southern Wild. And what is this like a sequel, prequel, spin-off of Peter Pan? <laughs> oh, to Peter Pan? I thought you meant Beasts of the Southern Wild. Beasts of the Southern Wild was like a, a realistic kind of political movie, I believe-ish. Yeah, but grounded in how we see the world from a kid's eyes. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, th- this seems to be like you would if you didn't know this was Wendy and there's a, there's little allusions to Peter Pan in there. You wouldn't know it's Peter Pan. It's not shot like a Peter Pan. It's not clear whether this is actually fantasy or it's just kids seeing getting lost, finding family, yeah, looking for a space in the world for themselves. But even what's happening to them is it their f- a sheen they're putting on reality or is it actually something that's happening? But it has got a, a you know a, 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 an African Peter Pan by the looks of things, which is interesting. And there seems to be, I don't know, some of the Lost Boys look like the pirates that have grown up or something. There's, there's just it's very interesting looking, and it's shot in a way that doesn't scream Peter Pan or anything to you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I think if we're gonna do a Peter Pan for today, there's no point doing you know the kid in the green suit and Wendy in her nightdress because we've seen been that done, so, many yeah, so many times. So I'm so excited. This trailer is so beautiful and mm. it makes me so excited to see a film about kids being kids and it's not it seems like we get that a lot but it's also not that easy to capture having kids having fun and just being themselves being allowed to be happy or be sad or experience the emotions or the process of growing up or not growing up that they have to mm. and this one feels like it has the energy of a Peter Pan film, yeah. of uh, especially the 2003 Peter Pan, which bombed in cinemas, but it's loved now because it's you know a cult classic. But it crops up ever so often. But you know that there's the one with um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that crops up ever so often because ever so often people are like, "Wait, that really happened?" Yeah, but it's not that one, right? No, it's not. But oh, even that one, even Hook has that kind of fantasy, um, kind of bewildered, wide-eyed innocence that a Peter Pan story should have. Mm. Even Finding Neverland does kind of have that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this one is the perfect... um, addition to the kind of Peter Pan verse that we kind of are building. Because it doesn't look like what you think of as fantasy. Like She first sees Peter and he's like jumping a train. Like, you Mm. know, kids like Mm. hopping on a train as it's going from one place to another, which doesn't seem, it seems way more grounded in in reality. Like, Mm. um, there is some fantastical elements in there. It actually reminded me a little bit of 
A Monster Calls. Oh, okay. In that, you know, A Monster Calls has that. It's like, it's completely kitchen sink drama. It just happens to be this one fantasy element in it. And this seems yeah. to be a fantasy world that's built to look like a normal world. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, when you think fantasy, you think, ooh, spar- there are some sparkle things, but they're not introduced till later. And it just looks like kids shouting in a field. Yeah. And also having the Beast of the Southern Wild director is kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also want to bring up another trailer that's come up, and that is Bad Boys for Life. A.K.A. a tr- ad for Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it in the, in the trailer. Yeah. Mike, we got more time behind us than in front. Man, please. Because I'm going to be running down criminals till I'm 100. Not me. I'm retiring. What happened to Bad Boys for Life? It's time we be good men. This is another, I can't remember the word, it's like a, a legacy sequel or something like that these days. It's like, again, we talked yesterday about Doctor Sleep. We've had Terminator Dark Fate. Is anyone clamoring for a Bad Boys movie? And especially seeing as Will Smith looks like he's just from the same, like it's a Will Smith from Bad Boys 2 and 1. Yeah. Like, it looks like Martin Lawrence has done all the aging for both of them. <laughs> it just, it, it looks odd. It's just Will Smith from Gemini Man yeah. in this one. Yeah. I mean, it is weird how, like, I mean, it's not weird. It's like money. Money <laughs> helps you stay but young. But it's also kind of weird. Like, why are we not getting, like, an incredible Bad Boys sequel, you know, mm. when we've had an, a very enjoyable Hobbs and Shaw this year. Mm. Why mm. can't we make a good two guys shooting people having cars? Like, yeah. why does it have to feel like a Porsche advert? But maybe yeah. it's just the trailer. There is another trailer I did see where when they parked the car after that car chase, Martin Lawrence opens the door and immediately hits it off a fire hydrant, which I think might be an under... Oh. It's, an, it's an undercutting the joke that they miss in this trailer. Mm-hmm. But it is like, you know, it's Mac Lowry and I can never remember Martin Lawrence's character's name, but it's just I'm running around Miami shooting things again. I mean, it's not... Um, Michael, Michael Bay's producing, I think. So it, oh, it, wow. it, okay. it has that sheen, but it doesn't have that, like, I mean, the, the Bad Boys movies have that ridiculous sheen. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem to have as much sheen as possible as that, but I don't know. I'm the way, that, even the way they reworked the Bad Boys song is tired. Yeah. Mm. It could just be bad decisions. We yeah. don't know until we, we know more. And also, um, there's a horror movie trailer coming up starring our favorite actor, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> our favorite actor. Our favorite. That's been decided. A, a friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie is called Color Out of Space. It's in the static. It's in the moisture. It's in here. It's out there. And what's out there is in here now. Everything's under control. Why are you so in denial? That thing from the meteorite changes everything around it. Can you believe me now? I don't know what I believe anymore. Yeah, I've, I was interested in this anyway when you hear Nicolas Cage is going to be doing a H.B. Lovecraft adaptation. And then it says, from the producers of Mandy, which I should have known from the font choice. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. And this just looks, I've, I've, I think I've read a few summaries and reviews from film festivals. And it is like a meteor arrives and it's things not of this earth, but also beyond mortal ken. And the... The, everything they decided the color out of time out of space is pink or purple which is an interesting thing like in the in the book I think it's apparently it's like an unearthly color they just decided pink looks unearthly <laughs> and it starts affecting the family in weird ways and like it's a Lovecraft story so there are going to be weird monsters that are probably people and people who are monsters and vice versa mm-hmm. and there's creepiness going on Nicholas Cage is screaming with a shotgun which is <laughs> always entertaining and it's weird that this is based on a 1927 H.P. Lovecraft short mm. story this feels like it 
if you read just the synopsis, it could be a B movie. Mm, it's a Twilight like, Zone story. Yeah, but it's so the the trailer for it already looks so beautiful. Mm. It gave me strong Close Encounters vibes. I'm so excited for mm-hmm. it, and also. Nicholas Cage is making good decisions recently, <laughs> where he's doing really cool, interesting projects that allow him to go all the way and allow him to explore all the stuff that he wasn't allowed to explore when he was typecast in a lot of things. Mm. I mean, he does still do awful movies. Yeah, it's just that he's the the output is so high that the hit rate has actually gone up a bit. Have either <laughs> of you seen Mandy? Yeah. Mandy's great. Mandy's beautiful Mandy is and like insane. a death metal t-shirt given cinematic form. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is also interesting because I have heard about these movies since I was a kid and always meant to sit down to watch them, but it's the direct return of uh, Richard Stanley who directed Hardware and Dust Devil. If mm-hmm. you haven't heard of Hardware, it's like someone brings home some artwork or a, a, an old war machine they're using for artwork and it slowly comes to life and tries to kill this woman while she can't get out of her apartment. Oh, it's Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, is that what Velvet Buzzsaw is? Yeah. <laughs> okay, spoilers for Velvet Buzzsaw. But I, I, this is going to kick me so I can actually watch that and Dust Devil, which is also like a South African ghost story thingy, I think. Cool, okay. So I'm going to dig those up and watch them before there's maybe get a, a movie marathon going when it eventually comes out. So there you have it. That was our movie snacks today and we've covered some news and updates from the world of movies and entertainment. Let us know how you feel. Are any of these movies interesting or exciting you? WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at SkipIntroMY and you can write us at movies at bfm.my. 